Today on Locked on Kings, newest Sacramento King and fourth overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft, Keegan Murray is introduced to the media. You're going to hear his full press conference inside the Golden One Center and a brief one-on-one interview that I did with Keegan right here on the Locked on Kings podcast. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now... Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and of course all off season. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm an ABC 10 sports reporter and producer and you've heard enough of me gabbing and blabbing over the last couple of days. You heard hopefully my great interview that I had yesterday with Keegan Murray's head coach at Iowa, Fran McCaffrey. If you haven't checked that out, go and look that. I apologize audio listeners. The audio version of that was released later than the video version. So you might not have listened to that full interview yet, audio listeners. I encourage you to go and do so. Fran McCaffrey has phenomenal things to say about Keegan Murray and also has some great things to say about some of the criticisms towards Keegan Murray, especially his low ceiling criticism. So after you're done listening to this Locked on Kings podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to that one. But I'm going to get the heck out of the way because you don't want to hear from me you want to hear from newest Sacramento King Keegan Murray. Here is his full press conference. And then at the end of the podcast, I'm going to share with you a brief about three minute interview that I was able to do uh, with Keegan, asking him a couple questions about the Kings fan base, asking him about what he's heard about the fan base in the golden one center, uh, talking to him a little bit about his, uh, his fellow 2022 uh, draft class. There's some great stuff in there that I really think you're going to enjoy. So without any further ado, sit back, relax and enjoy your newest Sacramento King Keegan Murray. Want to get to asking Keegan questions, but uh, thank you all for for being here. Uh, welcome Keegan uh, and his family uh, here to Sacramento. Um, first, I want to say uh, his father Kenyon, his mother Michelle, his sister McKenna, and his girlfriend Carly. Welcome. Uh, it was, it's been great getting to meet you guys. Uh, obviously, we got to meet uh, you know Keegan as well, and and uh, you know have a good time last night. But w- welcome to Sacramento. Um, you know, I think as I said the other night, uh, you know, Keegan, uh, the player, Keegan, the person, um, you know, is somebody that um, is the exact type of, of player that we want to bring into our our system here. Um, you know, on the court, uh, both ends of the floor, up and down, versatile, um, you know, somebody uh, who can play in multiple different uh, situations and, and succeed and um, you know, I think, as we also said, the, the person, the, uh, the work ethic, the competitiveness, um, the humility, uh, everything that we look for. And uh, so we're excited, uh, very excited to, to welcome him. And uh, with that, I'll let Keegan take it from here. Appreciate it, Monty. Uh, I'm excited to be here in Sacramento. Uh, it's a dream come true uh, to be, be able to put on the purple and black. Um, so I'm grateful to be in this position. Um, Sacramento has welcomed me with open arms. Uh, so far, so I'm excited to see um, everyone at the games and things like that. Um, for me, it's been a journey um, from where I've came from and to where I am now. So uh, this is just the first step in my journey. I'm forever grateful to be here in Sacramento. Um, anything, open up for questions, anything like that. My name is Sean with uh, Fox 40. Uh, just, 
What did you? What was going through your mind on draft day, both before the Kings called your name, afterwards? I mean, did you have any kind of preconceived notion that they were going to select you with that fourth overall pick? Yeah, I mean, going into draft day, anything can happen. Uh, so for me, it was just going in uh, with the mindset, just have a, have a good time with my family. Um, and I knew that um, at the end of the draft, um, I'd be with an NBA team. And that was the goal all along. And to have it be Sacramento uh, was one of the one of the best feelings ever um, to have. Uh, be able to have a good relationship with a lot of people in this front office, the players. Um, I feel like it's just a great fit for me and um, my emotion on draft night were just everything I expected. Uh, my, my family being there meant a lot to me um, and I'm forever grateful for that night. Kagan, James Ham, ESPN 1320. Um, when did you know that there was a good chance you were coming to Sacramento? And I guess for Monty too, we saw sort of the joy when he got off the plane, you embracing and all that. Is this the guy that you wanted the whole time? Sure, I'll go first. Um, you, you know, Keegan was, uh, like I said the other night, um, you know, somebody that when, when he was there at four, uh, you know, we were, we were thrilled. Uh, we, we get five minutes. I don't think we used uh, anywhere near five minutes uh, to call it in. And uh, so, you know, I think, you know, for us, for sure, that joy was, was 100%. That was, that was our, our whole front office um, you know, an organization, not just myself. Yeah, I think when I knew um, was when all the cameras started going to the table. So they, 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 pre, they pretty much hurt a little bit. Uh, but uh, I knew that I built a good relationship uh, with a lot of people here. And uh, I knew that uh, if I came here, um, it'd be a great opportunity for me. Um, so when all the cameras started coming my way um, at the table, I was, I was excited to start buttoning up my jacket to get ready to walk on the stage. So uh, I was just excited. Hey, Keegan, Matt George, ABC 10. Uh, Monty has shared a lot about how you impressed him in the front office in the Sacramento Kings, but how has the, how the Kings organization, has the city of Sacramento impressed you in this process? Yeah, I think just first off, um, when I came here um, to meet with a lot of people, um, they brought a couple of players uh, with, with them, um, and Sabonis and Fox. Um, so for me, I felt like that was a big statement um, that they made. And I knew that uh, they really cared about me um, and my abilities to be, be able to play here. Um, and a lot of the guys have been able to text me um, throughout these last couple couple days. Um, so I've been forever grateful for that. And they just welcomed me with open arms. Um, the city of Sacramento, I'm excited to get to know uh, more throughout these years. I and mean, I couldn't be more fortunate to be in this position. Hey, Keegan, uh, Brendan Nunez, Blue Wire. Welcome to California. I feel like I have to start with this. Have you been in and out yet? Any strong opinions? Uh, when I came here uh, to visit, uh, that was the first time uh, Monty West got me in and out. So I, it was, it was, I thought it was, it was the perfect opportunity to try it. So. Is, is Keegan, Keegan, so you all know, is a burger aficionado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, got, I got a list. And got a list. Uh, yeah. do, do you rank? Have you ranked in and out yet? Uh, it's it's third on my list. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll hear one and two later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear one and two. Yeah. Uh, you and Harrison, both being from Iowa, just how special is that to you? And have you guys had the chance to interact and speak since? Yeah, I think it's an incredible opportunity. Not many guys have come out of the state of Iowa and been able to be drafted and been able to play in the NBA. Um, so for us to be on the same team, uh, be able to play basketball with each other and be from the same area, I think is special. Um, growing up. Um, I, I'd always watch those, that Ames team um, with him and Doug McDermott. They're one of the best high school teams ever uh, in the state of Iowa. So that was really cool. Um, just to be able to have him as a vet, um, be able to 
teach me the ropes. Um, he's hit me up, text me, um, just welcoming me to Sacramento, and I'm just excited to get started. Hey, Deuce Mason, how's it going, man? Doing good. Um, I know you're a big film guy. I'm, I'm curious if you've had a chance to like dive in and kind of even watch Sacramento see Fox Sabonis and maybe how you think you could fit with those guys. Yeah, I think my versatility plays a factor. Um, playing alongside both of them, being able to um, cut to the basket, read uh, what Sabonis is doing in the post, uh, things like that. I feel like that uh, obviously takes time with chemistry um, and things like that, but I feel like I'm just excited to be able to play off on Fox, a, a dynamic point guard. Um, and he's a guy that uh, you can be, he can create his own shot, create for other guys. So for my ability to catch and shoot threes, um, play on the perimeter, I feel like we'll just expand both of their games even more. And I'm curious, what, what shaped your love for the game of basketball? I think what shaped my love for the game of basketball is just how I've been unappreciated uh, my whole life. I feel like uh, coming out of high school, unranked, um, one division one offer, um, thinking about going the JUCO route, um, I think that just built my love for basketball even more and know, and know that I have a lot to, uh, lot to do, a lot to grow on my development, and I'm just excited I'd be able to, be to develop my game even more here. To, there you go. Thank you, uh, Tony Harvey, local reporter here. Um, I want to take you back to your uh, going into your freshman year in Iowa. Okay, you know, you're playing with the likes of the McCaffrey brothers and Luca Garza, and we know how dominant, you know, Luca is. He's playing at Detroit. I mean, that was, you know, <laughs> a lot of people to uh, compete with as far as, you know, getting on the floor. Yeah. Uh, Fran McCaffrey, what did he tell you, you know, with that, you know, that roster already set, at least in the starting position, what did he tell you what you had to do to get on the floor? Because he, you only averaged 18 minutes a game during that season. Yeah. But your impact was on defense. That's what I was impressed with. What did he tell you to get you to understand, you know, to buy in and, you know, this was going to get you out on the floor to play behind these guys? Yeah, um, I've always grown up being a scorer, so that was kind of different um, in that aspect. But I remember I had an off-season meeting uh, with one of our assistants, and he pretty much told me, your job is not to score the ball. We've got guys to do that. So what are you going to do? to find your role, find your playing time on the court. Um, and for me, that was just going back, and I had to be the best rebounder possible and best defender possible. Um, and for me, I tried to out-rebound Luca every single practice. Um, we had a little stat sheet um, that we'd have after every single practice. My goal was to have more rebounds than him. So I took that to heart. Um, that ended up the coaches trusting me on the court, uh, me playing more. So uh, I think just having that hardship um, when I got there, knowing that nothing was guaranteed, I had to earn everything I got. I just kept that mindset throughout the whole year. And one more question. Yeah. Going into your uh, sophomore year, okay, real big jump. I mean, we could talk about the numbers, and I like them. You know, 30 of your rebounders from the offensive end, and I think that's just flat out of skill. It's just, you know, just don't, those balls just don't fall into your hand. Yeah. And on top of the blocks, 68 and the 45 steals, on top of the 66 uh, threes that you were doing on the offensive end. Um, how did you do that, you know, making that transition going into your sophomore year? Because that was probably one of the biggest turnarounds uh, from a college uh, player yeah. last season. Yeah, I know, uh, first of all, I was playing 18 minutes a game my freshman year. I knew I had to play 35 to 40 minutes uh, going into my sophomore year because I was going to have a bigger role. I knew that for me to be able to have those numbers um, and to have my team uh, have the best uh, possible outcome of every night, um, to win was for me to be on the court, so I had to be able to get in shape to play 35, 40 minutes a game, um, and that was a big thing. My offensive skill set, I just honed those skills in the offseason, but it was mental more than anything, um, knowing that whenever I got on the court, I was the best player on the court, um, and just keeping that mindset, didn't matter if we're playing the, 
330th ranked team in the country for playing the number one team in the country. I'm just having that mindset every night that I was going to be the best player. I wasn't going to get tired. Um, and that was, it was more mental than anything. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by BetOnline, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball happening right now. In addition to that, they have MMA, boxing, and golf. So much going on at BetOnline. My favorite, though, is all the prop bets, the future bets, kind of the things outside of the game like there was a ton of betting going on with the uh, NBA draft if you took Paolo Bancaro going number one overall a couple of days before the draft itself you probably made good money if you took Jabari Smith Jr. going number three to the Houston Rockets you probably made really really good money and hopefully you made money on the Sacramento Kings drafting Keegan Murray at number four plus there's great future bets already out for the NFL uh, next season if you're an NFL fan take advantage of that betonline.net remains the best spot for your sports scores podcasts and news this season. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Hi, Keegan. Jason Anderson with the Sacramento Bee. Uh, nice to meet you. Welcome to Sacramento. Appreciate it. Uh, first of all, let's get back to that burger list. Uh, who's, <laughs> who's number one and two? Small Cheval. It's a burger joint uh, in Chicago. Uh, that's right. I've been doing my pre-draft. That's number one. Shake Shack's number two. Uh, and announce number three. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. As, uh, well, you, you and Fox can talk about Whataburger. Um, reflect on your journey for us a little bit. I mean, you had, you know, kind of a unique experience just throughout, like, the big growth spurt and then, you know, on to Iowa. And um, I'm sure the last 48 hours have been uh, a whirlwind for you coming back across the country. What Just reflect on kind of what this has all been like for you and, and how much it means to you. Yeah, it means a lot just knowing three years ago um, where I was at in my life, just trying to find a scholarship to go to school and play basketball, um, to being where I'm at today. Um, it's been a dream come true. Uh, these last 48 hours have been the best time of my life. Haven't really soaked it in much, uh, just ready to get to work. Um, and I think uh, all of this stuff right now is, um, I feel like it just getting me prepared even more to get on the basketball court. Um, and, uh, these last 48 hours to be able to share with my family has been a blessing for me. Keegan, Coach McCaffrey raved about you in an interview recently, but he wouldn't take much credit for your development and how Iowa got you to this point. Can you speak a little bit about what he, his staff, your teammates, and how Iowa prepared you for this leap to the NBA? Yeah, he's always believed in me um, ever since my freshman year of high school or freshman year of college. Um, and I've played against his, both his kids in high school. We went to rival high school, so um, he was able to see my growth and development. Um, he was the first coach that treated me and Chris as individuals. So um, I think I give all credit to him, our coaching staff, uh, and just developing me and also giving me the confidence uh, just to go out every night and know that um, if we win or lose, um, uh, he can live with that, uh, with me being the guy on their team. So um, he just established great confidence in me, and I'm just forever grateful for him. Keegan, what's the biggest misconception maybe about you and your game? I think it's my competitive spirit. Uh, I get a lot of that just because I'm so even-keeled on the court. Uh, I just try not to get too high or too low. Um, in high school, I was kind of like that kid that always wore um, his emotions on the sleeve. Uh, so I just tried to change that. Uh, it didn't work for me. So I'm just trying to keep that even-keeled mindset. Uh, but for me, once you get in between the lines, I feel like I'm one of the biggest competitors um, out there. So. I feel like that's, that's probably a misconception. In Monty, it was said that you guys really liked him early on, like you guys were scouting him really early. What maybe jumped out to you from the, from the get about him that 
clued you guys in on his ability? Yeah, I think um, a little bit of what Keegan said his freshman year where, um, you know, maybe a smaller role, but his ability to impact the game without putting the ball in the basket as much, um, you know, still kind of, you know, stuff in the stat sheet, so to speak. But, um, you know, and then as we continue to watch, like, um, and I think that competitiveness comes out. Uh, and then the transition into this year where he's able to continue to do all those things to help his team win and score at the highest level in the country um, just give us even more confidence that uh, he'll be able to continue to do that at the next level. Keegan, uh, being a twin, how difficult is that going to be, leaving your brother behind and coming to the, the NBA and, and not sharing a car anymore or, yeah. or an apartment <laughs> or anything else? Yeah. No, it's not difficult at all. Uh, <laughs> If anything, we're glad that uh, we're apart. Uh, I think that we've grown uh, enough with each other at this point in our lives that it's time to separate because there'd be little things that I'd be annoyed for him, little things that he'd be annoyed for me. So um, it's time he'll do his thing at Iowa, um, and he'll, he'll have a great career great career there. So excited to see his season next year. Yeah, Keegan, I'm curious who you grew up uh, kind of watching and modeling your game after, and is there anybody in the league specifically that you're excited to go up against? Yeah, I think it's just all the guys um, that have established themselves in the league, uh, no one too specific. Um, just being able to play against the guys that you see on TV, the Hall of Famers, the future Hall of Famers. I think that'll just be special for me uh, to go against and compete with them, uh, prove myself against them. So I'm just excited for that opportunity. Um, and f I really just found my game after a lot of people. Um, I mean, Chris Middleton's a guy. Um, I feel like we've had that similar uh, kind of stature. Um, a guy that I feel like uh, plays with really good pace. Um, and I feel like he's a guy that if I model my game after, I can have a really good career. Um, so I'm just excited, really, to play against a lot of the really good players um, in this league. Keegan, during the whole you know draft process and over the past 48 hours, you've been asked a lot about like what you can bring to Sacramento. But I'm, I'm just wondering, from your standpoint, you know, what do you need around you to really be able to flourish and, and kind of get the most out of your ability? Yeah, I think just my mindset, my ability, I'm able to fit into a lot different cultures and fit in and be, and be successful in a lot of places. So uh, I just think just creating good relationships um, with everyone in this organization um, from top to bottom, I feel like will give me great success. And um, I'm just excited to keep building those relationships. I know that those will have an effect on the court because um, once you have really good chemistry um, as a team, um, as a coaching staff, as an organization, uh, the sky's the limit. Uh Okay. Just what uh, you came here uh, not too long ago, and I think the report said you had dinner with uh, Fox and Savonis. Just wanted to know how that went. What did you eat? And what, you know, went on with the, with the day. Did you work out with them too? As far as you know, having dinner. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So I got here um, late. Kind of had some playing difficulties. So uh, I went to dinner with Fox, or went to dinner with Savonis. I went to breakfast with Fox. Um, so just I feel like just having those guys. Um, there uh, really uh, benefited me, um, and I know that they cared about me and what I was and what I represented. Um, and uh, they didn't have to come to those those events, um, but they did, um, and so that was that was really special for me. Uh, question for Monty, but Keegan, I have got news for you, buddy. I've already seen a mock draft that has your brother uh, coming to Sacramento next year. <laughs> uh, uh, Monty, can you talk? Um, we didn't ask you about the the trade at the thirty seven spot, really, um, the other night. What was what was the idea behind moving um, the thirty seven pick with some of those guys on the board for two future firsts? And can you give us any details about how uh, summer league rosters might be coming together? 
Um, yeah, so at the time, the, the trade was not official, so I couldn't couldn't speak on all the details. But uh, yeah, it was it was uh, for two future seconds, uh, which is kind of the larger trade I was referencing. Not a not a three team trade or anything. Um, but you know, for us was you know as we go into draft night and, and into free agency, we're really uh, we're managing both our roster our roster spots. Uh, we've got <clears throat> you know. Uh, a bunch of guaranteed contracts already. We're adding one more uh, very quickly, and uh, so that you know that's one thing is is opening up another roster spot as we as we get into free agency and and we have a lot of things on the table. And the other is our you know our asset management and building the portfolio so that we can go and you know continue to build out the team. And um, you know for us you know the the trade off at that point uh, and turning one second into two uh, into the future, um, we felt that plus opening up the roster spot allowed us to kind of you know have the best options as we go into uh, July. This episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your dealership or chain auto parts store to carry all of the parts that you need. And even when they have the parts that you need, you don't have flexibility. You don't have negotiation power. You have nothing. It's their set price points, their set brands, and you're stuck. You don't have to go through that anymore. RockAuto.com is available for you on your phone, on the internet. As long as you have an internet connection, you have access to savings with Rock Auto. I'm talking 30, 50, or even 100% more savings than at your local chain auto parts store. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, only $216 at Rock Auto right now. Yeah, that's serious savings. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every single customer, and they have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamp, uh, motor oil, even new carpet. They've got so much. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. And when you go, make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Uh. Yeah, Keegan, at the at the NBA level, do you see yourself more as a small forward or a power forward? I think I can play different positions. Um, obviously, it depends on who's on the court, who we're playing. Um, so I think I'm able to adapt to different positions. It doesn't matter if it's small forward, power forward spot. Um, whatever they need me to do is where I'll fit in and where I'll be my best at. And, Monty, you got your pick, but after that, you got a lot of work to do. Sort of how many rotational plays, uh, pieces are you looking to change out here between now and the start of the season? Yeah, for us, I think we're gonna, um, <clears throat> you know, we'll take this week to kind of, kind of reassess, prepare uh, for July. Um, you know, I think ag- adding Keegan, um, somebody who he just said can play multiple positions, you know, really helps us as we build it out. But, um, but as always, yeah, we're gonna be aggressive. See what we can do to to continue to um, to add to this team. Um, you know, get with Coach Brown and uh, continue to to build. You know, our alignment with him on on what he feels he needs. But uh, we feel we're in a good spot to. Um, you know, to add in, in July, whether it's free agency or trade. I guess this could be a question for either of you, uh, but probably Monty. We saw the embrace that Keegan had with Coach Brown. Uh, can you speak a little bit too, since we haven't gotten to speak to him yet, the excitement level of Coach Brown having a player that's as versatile as Keegan that, like he said, can be used in multiple different ways? Yeah, uh, Coach Brown obviously was was busy with the playoffs, but we were keeping him updated uh, on some of the guys we were looking at, um, and you know Keegan Keegan certainly intrigued him. And then as we, you know, got through the draft process, and he continued to watch more, and, and we talked more. And um, you know, I think it's number one his ability to get up and down the floor and transition, which Coach Brown uh, has has spoken about. You know, joining joining Foxy and uh, and Domas and Harrison. 
Um, you know, all, we have a lot of athleticism. Keegan adds some more. And then, you know, I think <clears throat> really it's the versatility that he's spoken about and Coach Brown sees it. And, um, you know, I think the, the league is going to, to, to a spot where, you know, guys who can play more, more positions, can switch defensively, all those types of things um, are really important. So, um, you know, I think Coach Brown's very excited to, uh, to utilize him here. Uh, Monty, just kind of look, circling back on the draft a little bit, can you provide a little like clarity on um, Sasha Vezinkov, just his situation? Is there a confidence on your side that he will be a king? Uh, just kind of what the buyout situation might be with him? Yeah, no, for us it's uh, just another one of those, <coughs> sorry, uh, another one of those options as we get into to July. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just somebody else who, like I said, is, is playing fantastic basketball over there at, and at an age where, um, you know, he's just entering his prime. And uh, so, you know, we'll work through all that as we as we kind of get into the next couple of weeks and, and assess exactly where we're at. But uh, just the talent level that he's shown is, is, is something we're, we're thrilled to, you know, add to our organization. So there's Keegan Murray's press conference. But I got the opportunity to spend a few minutes with Keegan asking him a few more questions before the day was done. Take a listen. Hey, Keegan, first off, welcome to Sacramento, my friend. Uh, have you had, or do you have any kind of idea or been told at all about the loyalty and the rabidness of this fan base here? Yeah, yeah, I've heard great things from it. Um, so I'm excited to experience it for the first time. I know that this is a really good community um, with really good support. Um, and I just think that um, this could be something special next year. And I'm excited to experience it. You have an empty Golden One Center behind you, but I—is it easy to imagine this place full, loud, and rocking? And have you heard about how loud just it gets in this building? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard great things. Um, the atmosphere in this building—I feel like this is one of the best places in the NBA uh, to, to have a game. Um, so I'm excited for this atmosphere. Um, win some games, um, get a little rowdy. So I'm ready to experience it. You spoke about one of the misconceptions in your game is that you're you're kind of even keeled. Some people have made like a Kawhi Leonard comparison in terms of kind of that even keeledness on the floor. Uh, but can you speak a little bit more about the competitive nature that you have and and how that comes out through your actions, not necessarily words and facial expressions? Yeah, yeah. I think through my actions, just the way I compete, um, I'm relentless on the court. Um, I like to be the aggressor. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of guys that have different ways of showing their competitiveness. Um, and mine's just through my actions and what I do on the court. Uh, so that works for me, um, and it'll continue to work for me. Um, so I just keep that with me, and I'm just uh, excited to be on the court uh, and use that competitive nature. Question. Um, I heard you say in the interview, uh, this is on draft night, that you have a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Obviously, in regards to, you know, just your process. Um, how do you feel that you're going to use that chip on your shoulder to further motivate you to bring out the best of your abilities here? Yeah, I just think just remembering uh, at that point where I was at um, in my life three years ago, I'm not knowing April of my senior year where I was going to go to school. Um, I just think just having knowing where I was at um, during that time um, will forever be a chip on my shoulder. And I'll forever remember that. Um, so that's just what motivates me every single day. Can you speak a little bit about the draft class that you came in with your peers? They're your competitors last year. They're your competitors in draft order. But overall, there's a lot of pride put into draft classes every single year. Can you speak about, like, Jaden Ivey, the three that went ahead of you, some that went behind you, and how they've motivated you to get to this point? Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys that are incredibly, incredibly versatile um, in this draft class. Um, a lot of special players. Um, I know that uh, for me, I'm going to compete every single night. Um, like, I'm like I was undrafted. Um, so for me, uh, I just think that seeing those guys and knowing that um, those guys ahead of me uh, just makes me want to compete even more and be the best player on the court um, every single night. Um, so I'm just excited to compete against them, excited to see what I showcase myself. 
Keegan, thank you. I appreciate it. Got to know Keegan Murray a little bit there. Stuff that he had uh, to say about the Kings organization answered a lot of questions and I thought had a great press conference. If you can win a press conference, I thought Keegan Murray did. Also some interesting stuff in there about Monty McNair. He spoke a little bit more in detail about why he uh, traded away the 37th pick. I'm going to talk about that more and other things uh, at a different time here on Locked on Kings. But I want to hear your feedback, your impressions of newest King Keegan Murray. Let me know at Matt George Sack on Twitter. Email me mattgeorgesports at gmail.com. And of course, you can leave your thoughts in the YouTube comments section down below. I hope you have the chance, if you haven't already, to go and check out my interview with head coach Fran McCaffrey. And remember, because we accomplished our goal of 350 reviews on Apple Podcasts, I'm going to be buying a pair of tickets to opening night of the Sacramento Kings regular season, lower bowl tickets, and I'll be giving them away. You have a chance to win tickets and be able to see Keegan Murray's first official game as a Sacramento King. And of course, he's going to be competing, or at least we believe he's going to be competing in the California Classic, which is in San Francisco, unfortunately, uh, this year. And in Summer League, I'm doing my best to be able to make it out uh, for at least a couple of games in Las Vegas this year, and we'll hopefully be able to bring you some great exclusive Locked on Kings content uh, from that. I'll have more information as that goes on. Regardless, we still have plenty to talk about, plenty to get to over this offseason, and I hope you'll continue to stick with me right here on Locked on Kings. Appreciate you taking the time. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked on Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.